Five-Year Mission, the podcast, episode 11. Five-Year Mission, the podcast, is proud to have Fansets as its presenting sponsor. Fansets is the place for amazing pin collectibles with over 200 officially licensed Star Trek pins and new releases every month. Stay tuned for a special discount code good on your next order at fansets.com. Fansets, our pins have character. By now you've figured out that this was the five-year mission. The uh, podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Welcome, greetings, and hey there, hi now, hey, how are you nows, <laughs> to all of the five-year mission, the podcast listeners. I'm Andy Fark, with me tonight is Mike Rittenhouse, say hi Mike. Hi Mike. Classic Rittenhouse. Uh, we were going to be recording a different episode of the podcast tonight, but uh, the other band members decided not to show up, so Mike and I are pulling off... Another episode, I realize we're only 10 episodes in, but we're already double dipping. This will be 11. And it's oh, this will be episode 11? It, it, and it's been nine episodes since the last one, because okay. that was the second episode, right? Yeah, sure. I think. So tonight we are going to do another episode. Uh, it was a pretty popular one, actually, for so early on in our podcast history. It's one of the yeah. more popular ones. Uh, we're going to do another episode of Real or Fake. It is real! It's a fake! We're gonna take uh, real and fake Star Trek facts, and then Mike and I have to figure out whether it is real or fake, or something close to the truth, at least. Uh, so we're gonna take take turns going back and forth. Uh, it'll inspire some conversation here and there. It's not just gonna be us rattling them off. Are we actually gonna keep score this time, or no? Well, we, we kept score last time. I, we should probably keep score. It was pretty confusing. Well, it's just because you weren't able to keep score very well. Last time, Mike technically won. Technically? Yeah, I mean, he... beat me by three points. He beat me by three points. Something along those lines. So we're going to do ten real or fake Star Trek facts each and kind of go back and forth. So one person could potentially score 20 points. Potentially, yeah. I should say, I could potentially score 20 points. (laughs) You jerk. <laughs> well, since you're so confident, why don't you, why don't you go first? <clears throat> Are we starting? Yeah, we're starting. We're just jumping right into it? I mean, what else do you want to talk about right now? Tenth anniversary of our friendship. Oh, that's right. Today in uh, my Facebook memories, it popped up that uh, we had our very first practice as a band as of tonight's recording. Ten years ago today. And that is insane that we've been a band exactly for 10 years now. Yeah. Because it was it was all, was it all five of us at we, that very first yeah, practice? we were all five there. Okay. Because the rest of us had already been like meeting up and talking and oh, that's w- right. working on some songs. But yeah. that, that was the first full practice that everyone, you know, we had a full band. Yeah, my exact status update 10 years ago on this day, February 11th, 2010, Going to play with actual musicians tonight for the first time in months. My hands are not going to like me when they remember that they usually have calluses on them. <laughs> and then after after practice, I've said, uh, I have a monster, monster-sized blister on my left thumb. I guess that's what I get for not playing for five months. <laughs> You're welcome. 
Yeah, and uh, first songs that we did were um, it, you had learned. I'd learned the cage, the, the first man trap. three off the album, cage, man trap, and what's Charlie the, X. And I Charlie think X. was the the other one. Pretty. We had I think like ten of the ten or twelve of the songs written. And you came by and got a CD before the practice. Here at Hero House Comics, yep. 1112 Prospect Street, <laughs> Indianapolis, Indiana, heart of Fountain Square. And you walked in and you had this giant beard and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that now Chris is the one that always has a beard. Yeah. And what a N- jerk. Noah kind of does, too. It's just because Noah's lazy. Chris, yeah. Chris thinks his is sexy or something. Something. I don't know. <laughs> We'd had a couple of other randos come in and mm-hmm. like try out, but but they were all like guitarists. Yeah, I mean they were they could play drums. Yeah, they. I mean, you know, some of them were were better drummers than others, but like none of them bothered to even listen to the songs. Yeah, like, these, these were all like acoustic demos. So if someone wanted to play drums, they had to kind of come up with stuff like on their own. Yeah, not like here play these exact songs right yeah and they showed up just thinking you know well let's jam and we'll we'll make stuff up like you know we already had songs written yeah that... I, I get that if it's like from scratch and everybody's like i don't know what do you want to play i don't know what do you want to play let's jam on the same four chords for about 20 minutes <laughs> which is how we write <laughs> some of our songs now yeah but that's that's where uh uh Colder in Russia and Caspaw both came from. Mm-hmm. And uh, Noah took one of the recent jams we did, and he's turning it into something for year five. Nice. Anyway, 10 years, man. It's crazy. 10 years, man. You want to do some real or fake now? Okay. All right. Start us off. Question one. Question one. Get behind my screen so you can't read my... <laughs> so you can't read your p- 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 poker face? Yeah. yeah. So I'll give you any of my tells. All right. Jonathan Frakes' first acting role was playing a character named Tom Carroll in 90 episodes of a soap opera called The Doctors from 1977 to 1978. Whoa, 90 episodes in one year? Well, I guess it is a soap opera. They don't have the same type of seasons. Oh, man. I'm going to go with real. It is real! That is true. I was surprised. I can't. I can't. That, that was like his first like major yeah. acting job, or just acting job in general. Uh, first job in general, or because when you, I was looking at his his uh, IMDb page, uh-huh. and he has one more credit before that for some like religious kind of show. But the year it shows is the year he was born, and when you go and look at it, it 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 says random like unknown episodes like it, everyone else oh. it's it like lists how many episodes they were in and his uh-huh. says unknown so i don't know like if he was really on it or or if he was just like a background baby or yeah something. maybe he was just like a baby in it or something or a little kid but weird but anyway yeah then there was nothing until 77 when he was when he played some character on a soap opera for, year I was born. for a year weird yeah well, I could see him in a soap opera role, especially, especially being that young. Yeah, I'm he's wondering. A, he's a handsome fella. I'm he, wondering what kind of character it was that he played, because it didn't say that he was a doctor, even though the show right. was called Doctors. <laughs> so um, That doesn't mean every single character on the show is the Doctors. And also, he, he was listed in, in like 90 episodes, but several of them say credit only, and then some of them say mm-hmm. uncredited, so... 
Okay. I don't know how many he was really in. <laughs> now I want to kind of go look up some episodes. Yeah. Because what was the, like, the Unsolved Mysteries type of show that he did for a while there? Oh, uh, wasn't Ripley's Believe It or Not? I think so. Yeah, I think he was on he Ripley's. He hosted that for a little bit. Yeah. Because that, that meme has been coming oh, yeah. back. Oh, yeah, because he's like, believe it or not. Oh, nope, that's... we made it up. That's... <laughs> <laughs> hey, one point for me. Hey, good job, Andy. Hey! I'm giving a thumbs up for the listeners. Probably because that one was so ridiculous that it had to be real. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I, they, I started trying to put years together on that one, and yeah, I was. I was like, mm, he would have been really young at that point because he was what early thirties, probably when TNG came on in like eighty seven. Yeah, I'm um, trying to remember now. I think he was because I think he was born in fifty two. Wow, look at you spouting off some stuff. Well, I just I just read it like an hour. Oh ago, yeah. That's so. true. <laughs> yeah fun fact mike was finishing up as i walked into the store for the podcast tonight well, hang on i'm almost done but well, don't come back here i don't want you spying we decided at six o'clock no no, no. We, 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 we decided at 4 45 was it 4 45 because I, I was i was still at work uh, oh well i didn't start working on mine until six o'clock <laughs> and then i had customers glad we're so prepared for tonight next all right first one from me James Doohan was the first of the original series cast to pass away. Fake. It's a fake. That would be DeForest Kelly. That is right. DeForest Kelly passed away in 1999. And James Doohan did not pass away until 2005. Yep. Yeah. I mean, luckily enough, we did get to see DeForest Kelly back on screen in TNG mm-hmm. before, he, before he passed away. Yep. DeForest Kelly is the only other, well, other than Leonard Nimoy, the only other actor from the original series that I never got to meet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think he was really doing conventions anymore Towards the end, by, yeah. by that time, by the time I was going to conventions. But I remember going to a few, like, comic conventions in the late 90s where I got to meet, like, all of them except for Nimoy and Shatner. Like, <laughs> they just had them all there and, like, had, like, two people in their line. So I went up and met... Walter and and James and Michelle. And I actually I think it was a Chicago con, one of those that I went to. And I I got I actually got Walter's autograph. Did you? Yeah. Do you still have it? Somewhere. I think it's in Patrick's garage somewhere. <laughs> a lot of your things are <laughs> a in lot Patrick's of, garage. A still. lot of my things are in Patrick's garage still. <laughs> I like that you have your own place, but <laughs> a lot of your stuff is still stored. When you're in between homes in Patrick's garage. All right. Did I get my point? You got your point. I, I marked it I, on that. I have to check and make sure I after, marked it on after there. last time. <laughs> Question two. Question two. Nichelle Nichols only appeared in four movies or TV shows before signing on to Star Trek. Oh gosh. Only four. I feel like the last time you were you got me on these number things quite a bit. It was like, nope, it was five or something goofy like that. So I'm going to go with fake. It is real. Real. What were her credits before before Star Trek? Uh, so those four. Uh, the first thing she was in was in 1959 called Porgy and Bess. OK. She was in the musical. Yeah. An uncredited dancer. OK. Then uh, the most notable one that she was in was in uh, 64. Uh, she was 
she played Norma Barlett in The Lieutenant, okay. which is where she that, met Gene Roddenberry. I was going to say, wasn't that a Roddenberry show? Yeah. Yep. That's some, that's the important one because, you know, that's how she got. Yeah, that was the springboard and how she got introduced to Gene. Yeah. Yep. Uh, she was in a TV movie called Great Getting Up Morning. Okay. There were a lot of TV movies from like the 50s to like the 90s. Mm-hmm. They don't do them as much anymore because of cable. Now they're all spread out between yeah. like Hallmark. Well, they're, yeah, they're all on Hallmark. Oxygen <laughs> and all that stuff. Uh, and then she was also in one episode of the CBS Repertoire Workshop. Okay. I don't, I don't no even know clue. what that means, but sure. <laughs> she's credited for it. So Repertoire Workshop. That's everything she did before 1966, which is when she started doing Star Trek. Okay. Right. Interesting. Never knew that. All right. We're All up right. to you, right? Yes. All right. Question Get, two from me. Give it to me. We don't hear his full name very often, but Pavel Chekhov's middle name is Vladimir. Mm. Ooh, I have no idea. I'm going to have to just guess. Oh, fake. It's a fake. <laughs> That's right. It is fake. His middle name is Andreevich. Oh, yeah. even more Russian sounding. It, well, because I was like, <laughs> like I, I remember hearing the uh, the Andreevich one, but I was like, I was like, what's another Russian sounding name I could toss in the middle that sounds real? Pavel Vladimir Chekhov. That sounds plausible. Hey, I, 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 I was literally on the fence. I had no <laughs> idea. You, you almost had me. Almost. Uh, what do you happen to know? What? episode or where they say his name uh, i did not look up when they they eventually said it but okay yeah all i know is they brought him in because of the popularity of the monkeys yep <laughs> which luckily enough they didn't like then they gave him just, a wig i know luckily <laughs> enough they didn't just cast mickey dolans or peter tork or something and be like hey we're gonna put peter tork <laughs> on a spaceship <laughs> sounds good to me i think that that would be way too goofy. Uh, yeah. P- Peter would be the worst choice of all the monkeys. No <laughs> of offense to Peter. Of all the monkeys they could have brought in. <laughs> no offense to Peter. Yeah, I mean, no offense to Peter Tork, but, you know, I would have gone Mickey Dolans. All right. We're up to question three, right? Yes. Question three. Question three. Of the 99 episodes of Star Trek Enterprise, 18 were directed by former series regulars. Real. It's a fake. Ooh, this is where I get you with those numbers. Oh, you jerk! <laughs> How many? Hmm. Uh, actually, it's 24. <laughs> Come on, man. This is how you got me the last time. Uh, <clears throat> Michael Dorn directed one. Uh-huh. Uh, Robert Duncan McNeil directed four. Mm-hmm. LeVar Burton directed nine. Wow, I didn't realize he did so many of Enterprise. And Roxanne Dawson has the most with ten. Okay, I, yeah, because I knew I knew she did a like a pretty decent handful. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you always see her name in the credits. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. I mean, great for her. Yeah, I mean she's she's definitely. I mean her 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 and like Robert Duncan McNeil have gone on. To have like great directing careers. I mean, it's the same thing with Frakes. Yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, Burton too. Really, uh, I mean, I, he, actually, he doesn't do it as much, but really, the some of the best Star Trek is are, are directed by like the actors. Yeah, but I, th- I think it's because like they've been on the other side of the camera so much that mm-hmm. they kind of have a little more feel of like the aesthetic. They understand the material. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I always love it when you see the like a former cast member come back and actually still work with the show because like it's kind of a nice little testament that you know it's like they they loved the franchise so much they're so thankful mm-hmm. to you know have, like in some of their cases helped launch their career and everything so they want to kind of come and give back but also you know it's a paycheck and they enjoy doing it otherwise they wouldn't be like actively pursuing to like come back to right. the franchise that helped like springboard them into their new careers and it's always nice to see their names on other tv shows yeah when oh, you're yeah. watching them and, and you see like directed by so and so and you're like mm-hmm. i know that person <laughs> <laughs> that's tuvok's name <laughs> <laughs> it's that guy that plays blues guitar <laughs> next <laughs> all right my number three uh, Eddie Murphy was nearly cast in Star Trek for the voyage home. I'm going to say fake. It is real. No. So he got screwed out of Ghostbusters and the voyage. Home. No, he didn't get screwed out of Star Trek, the voyage home. He decided he did not want to do it. Oh, so he went on instead of doing Star Trek, uh, for the voyage home, uh, the writers actually went back and rewrote the script because originally they made it a little more comedic when they thought he was going to be part of the cast. Mm-hmm. So they had to go back through and rewrite it a little bit so it wasn't so comedic they, because they, they couldn't get another... I mean, what were they going to get? Piscopo? They, they were like, that that Richard Pryor Superman movie went over real well. Let's, <laughs> let's do Eddie Murphy on right. Star Trek. <laughs> well, this was like right after he had like all the success on Saturday Night Live and Beverly Hills mm-hmm. Cop and everything. So instead of doing... The Voyage Home, that year, he went and did The Golden Child, which is a movie that I still love to this day. I I, I want the knife. (laughs) Please. (laughs) (laughs) My brother Noopsy has forgiven me. (laughs) God, I love that movie so much. As as a matter of fact, one of uh, the five-year mission Facebook page, when I used to do a ton of memes all the time, I based one of them off of The Golden Child. There's a because it was a it was a shot of Kirk and the Gorn and they were all like face to face real quick. And I had Kirk Kirk saying in my front pocket, there's a whole thing of Tic Tacs. <laughs> Take as many as you like. <laughs> so what role was he supposed to play? You know? it, it, they didn't specify. There's it was just supposed to be someone like on board the Enterprise on some weird little adventure. They didn't like go into like great detail of like what his role was going to be. So he, he was going to play the sexy doctor. Probably that had scientist. to like get to a planet the in whale time scientist. to save them. Yeah. The whale scientist. The sexy whale scientist. Space marine biologist. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you have to put sexy in front of it. The marine biologist, the sexy marine biologist. <laughs> Ooh, I get that plat last point too. Do you? Yeah. Oh, because it was it was real. Yeah. Who knew? I did. <laughs> Question four. In the Vulcan, hello. Ooh. The Shinzu 
is protecting a Tellarite colony from Takuvma's ship. The Tellarites. The Vulcan Avalone. That is fake. Is it? It is. It's a fake. That's right. What were they protecting from Takuvma's ship? Crap. Hello, they were protecting. It wasn't a Tellarite cow. I don't think it was a colony at all, was it? I don't remember. Tell me. It was an Andorian colony. I almost didn't think it was a colony at all, but yeah, now that you say it, yeah, okay. Which is so funny because, like, eventually, like, the, like, Starfleet and the Andorians are like, no, no screw y'all. Right? No, you got, y- y'all are shady. I figured you would get that one. You're you're the uh, the discovery guy, the resident discovery expert. Well, it's because my girlfriend got so into discovery. Now I've uh, you've I'm seen a, it like four times, three. Okay, yeah, and I've, I've I've seen the three Picard episodes at least twice each. So I'm on it. Yeah. I'm on it. I'm keeping up. <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got a couple couple discovery questions in here. So. Eh? Hey, we'll we'll get there. That's that'll be my weak point. I even had a I even I even I think I even have a Voyager question in here. Wow! Yeah, look at me branching you know, out. I I may have a couple of Voyager questions. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna do horrible on this. I know. It's just I, gonna be. I decided to go easy on you. Thank you. All right, mine. Oh wait, I get that. I get that point. Yeah. I almost forgot to mark it. How? What? What? What are our points? Uh, so far, you have four, and I have three. Oh. Yeah. Staying pretty pretty yeah. neck and neck. Here's a numbers one for you. Oh, great. You jerk. (laughs) Between the original series, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Enterprise, Discovery, and Picard, there are currently 758 episodes of Star Trek. Ooh. Yeah. That's, that's, that's. Now a number question. Tables have turned. That's tough. All right, let's see. Notice I did not say the animated series. Okay. okay. I specified. Okay. So minus the animated series. Let's see, 79 plus 100. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> You're really over there trying to do head math because you know the exact episode counts for each series. Yeah. I also, I've, I've figured those numbers several times in the past. Yeah. But I can't remember if I'm counting movies. Mm hmm. An yeah. animated series or not in what I had come up in the past. I'm going to say real. It is real. Yes. I, I knew it was around 750. I just didn't yeah. know if it was like if that was the exact I, number. I almost <clears throat> really messed with you and said 757. <sighs> I should have. <laughs> yeah. I just to just have been a total jerk <clears throat> about it. Well, you know, to to be fair, in the times that I've done number things with you, I don't do just like the next number. Oh, right. You know, yeah, there's always off by like 12 or something like. Yeah. Some like a number that, number that makes it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the last time when I asked you the, the O'Brien question, it was like. Yeah. Half as many episodes. And I, I should specify for anybody out there that's actually doing the math right now. As of this recording, Tuesday, November 10th, it's November, February 10th. 2020 there are 758 episodes as of the time this is released there will be 759 yeah because there are currently three episodes of picard yes number four will be released this coming thursday february the 14th 13th 
13th. Okay. Friday is Valentine's Day. That's right. Okay. You got anything Valentine's planned? I do not. You suck. Wait, Valentine's Day is Friday, right? Yeah. Then I probably will have something planned. Okay. You got a couple days. I got the, I, I have, I, I'm taking my kids out on the 13th. Right. So it'd be kind of a Galentine's Day, but it's like a Kidentine's oh, Day. It's the Picard night. You gonna get to watch Picard? Not until later. Are you letting them watch it? They have not shown too much interest in getting started on it. I mean, to be fair, they just now started The Mandalorian. Uh, okay. I've been thinking about watching The Mandalorian with Ruby. Okay. I mean, it's, I think it's appropriate. Yeah. 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 And right. thus far, I mean, outside of the sheer f- hubris line <laughs> i mean picard's family friendly thus far yeah so i mean other than like all the death that's a word my kids have not not heard what <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> all right uh oh yeah your turn what you got for me all right let me see benny's last name in far beyond the stars is russell Real. It is real! Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe I'd get you by making it so obvious that, no. you, that you would question it. <laughs> no, no. No, actually, uh, I just recently rewatched that episode. Yeah. Yeah, because that's a great episode. And that's, what, that, that's one of those bottle episodes that, like, with me and Star Trek, I am not really the type of guy or person that can go back and just watch random episodes of Star Trek, unless it's like a true bottle episode where mm-hmm. like you don't really need to know uh, too much about the character development, and it's not really part of like the ongoing arc. And it's rare that I'll go back and do that. Like I have to be like a beginning to end type of person. Yeah. Like I do that like once a year with like each series. Yeah. Pretty much. I'm, I'm that way with with most TV shows. Like yeah. I can't just go watch it now. Like something like Friends. I've seen it so much. Oh, yeah. I can just watch any episode anytime. Exactly. <clears throat> but shows like Star Trek and like, you know, Stargate and stuff that, you know, I really love. Breaking that, Bad. Yeah. Things like, like that. Yeah. That, that especially that have ongoing s- stories and not yeah. just episodic. Like Next Gen, I could throw on just about any random That's episode. like the last of the Star Trek series where I can go back. <clears throat> like with TOS, I can go jump in whatever yeah. episode. It doesn't really matter. But but stuff like DS9 and Enterprise and things like that, I can't just go mm-hmm. drop back in and just because there's ongoing plots. And, and as soon as you drop in in a random spot, suddenly you just want to watch the rest of that season. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, a little off topic, but one time that happened to me with Buffy, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I was talking to someone about the musical episode, which is in season six. Right. And so I went and watched it just because I felt like it, and. It, it made me want to keep watching, so I kept watching, and I finished out the series from season six on through the end of seven. At the end of seven, I was like, well, now I want to watch the whole series again. Yeah. So I immediately rewatched the entire series, yep. including the two seasons that I had just watched. That's what happens when I drop in in the middle of a show. Exactly. It's like the weird, like, TV watching OCD that I have. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't do it. I have to be, like, the completest. Sort of like, it's sort of like how on, like, South Park, whenever somebody, like, starts, like, uh, come sail away, Cartman, <laughs> Cartman has to finish the entire yes. song. That's me. It me. All right. Let me get to my question five here. All right. It's been a long road. 
getting from there to here. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, question five from me. The Discovery episode, The Butcher's Knife Cares Not for the Lamb's Cry, holds the record for the longest episode title in Star Trek. Say the episode title again. The Butcher's Knife Cares Not for the Lamb's Cry. Fake. It's a fake. That's right. For the world is hollow and I have touched the sky. That's right. <laughs> yep. That's I, pretty much it. I, I knew that that one had the record, but, you know... With that title being so long, I had to do the math. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Exactly. Because see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine words Mm -hmm. compared to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yep. And, uh, you know, considering one of the words is I. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a letter. I know. Exactly. (laughs) So yeah, it's a close one, but I, th- I thought, thought thought that one might throw you, but I kind of figured you would get for the world's hollow and I've touched the sky. So. <clears throat> yeah. So that was a nice little quick hitter for you. <laughs> Thanks for the free point. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, again, we were like we we were discussing this uh, off mic before we started. It's like last one we were just kind of messing with each other. This one we kind of want to get into some like interesting factoids that some people may not know or may or may not know so we're trying to keep this a little interesting but of course with as fast as we put these together there's going to be some bs questions yeah quick hitters in here i I know and then i have a couple of them yeah is this one of them probably all right you're gonna hate this one oh god come (laughs) on is it a voyager question Chakotay. Ah, <laughs> I, I picked him on, on purpose. On purpose, because I, God, I hate, <laughs> hate Chakotay so much. Uh, <clears throat> question six. Uh, Chakotay has a sister who lives in Ohio. R- real? <laughs> it is real! It is real, yes. Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> I was just doing a quick reel out of spite. But no. I, uh in the uh, they mention it in the episode author author you know what i do remember that i that's one of the episodes that sits that stuck out for me yep yeah. well it's it's a doctor episode the yeah. doctor episodes are the best ones was that one where he like flashed back to his childhood mm. i'm trying to remember because i because i know there were a couple episodes that no flashed back to his that childhood. episode is um oh i just saw the name of it when i was looking this uh, i was growing up and learning the ways Mm, now I can't remember the name of that episode, but I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah, because I almost almost asked a question about his dad. Well, we, we, and that was the episode, the flashback episode you're talking about, yeah. that, and his dad's name is in it and everything. And I wouldn't. I, I know. I was gonna. I was, my question was gonna be Chicote's dad's name is. <laughs> I I was I was actually gonna try to get you with uh, Spock's real name. <laughs> and just like mess it up by like one ending letter it's like the one side it's like uh your your human tongues could not pronounce it but they had it all like spelled out on a website it's like spinic blue this wall i don't know what you're talking about oh yeah i, it's I, like, I, I wouldn't have got that on there <laughs> yeah exactly all right my question six uh okay but- Chakotay's sister doesn't inspire you to have a conversation about no, anything? nothing Voyager is ever <laughs> going to inspire me to have a question. Next. 
<laughs> oh goodness all right the ship the discovery is based on a ship we briefly saw in the tng episode the wounded the wounded it's a very riker centric episode mm. am i allowed to ask no anything no yeah it's pretty straightforward because that episode did involve a few ships. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember the episode. Can't remember anything from that episode, so I'm just going to have to guess. <laughs> I'm going to say fake. It's a fake. I, I only mentioned TNG to, to kind of throw you off the scent a little bit. Actually, this shows that they're Star Trek fans. Because the the design of the Discovery is based on Ralph McQuarrie's design for the possible Star Trek Planet of, Planet of the Titans movie that got abandoned. And also from the... And then they were going to use it, try to use it again uh, in the abandoned series Star Trek Phase 2. Is that the one where... Because um, I remember like the, the back of it was very triangle looking mm -hmm. like the Discovery, but the the main body, the hall of it was like a ball, right? Yeah. 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 It was like, a, it, it was like, it looked like the discoveries nacelles and, and engineering section. Well, and the, the Cleons on discovery are also based off of original phase two designs. Yeah. Like all their outfits and everything, like that whole big spiky collar thing mm -hmm. that took off. So that was a point for me, right? That was a point for you. Yes. How many points do I have? Uh, you have seven. I have five. Okay. Okay. If once I get 11, do we just call it? No. Because I win? No. All right. Question seven. Jonathan Frakes has directed three episodes of Discovery. Is this going to be another one of those number things that throws me off? Because I, I, I know he's directed at least two. Is it a number thing? I'm, I'm going to say real. It is real. That is real. Okay. He directed Despite Yourself, mm -hmm. New Eden, and Project Daedalus. Oh, yeah. He also has... Two more episodes in season three upcoming. So That's then he right. will have five episodes. That's right. Currently three. Yeah, the the, the New Eden was a great episode. That was like yeah. that was like the the point where a lot of a lot of the people that were kind of on the fence about Discovery, mm -hmm. like some of them are obviously Be, still, because it was more of a of a Star Trek. It was more of a Star Trek story. Episode. Yeah. yeah. We we find this group of people living in this random place and How? They, Why? They, they got here in a really weird way and yeah yep and then eventually they do kind of break the prime directive and they're they're like look this is who we are we're just up there chilling in our spaceship I knew you were real <laughs> and then they were like hey here's this battery that'll last a lifetime all we need in return yeah it's pretty awesome and that was also you know. A lot of people were also on the fence until Captain Pike shows up, too. Yeah. And that was a very Pike-centric episode, too. And that was so fantastic. Yep. I was I was never on the fence with Discovery. I mean, I've I've liked it from the start and, yeah. and wanted to to watch it. But I definitely got more invested when, when Pike showed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and the, especially, like, when you see the Enterprise and you see the original series-looking uniforms and... Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to nitpick about the fact that Pike never wore original series uniform, but yeah, it's okay. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Next. Hey, look, a Voyager question. Yeah. 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 Let's let's have it. Do, give it to me, Andy. All right. Due to budgetary reasons, the ship Voyager is actually comprised of leftovers from multiple ships from Deep Space Nine. I'm going to say fake. It's a fake. All right. <laughs> While it's not leftover ships from Deep Space Nine, it is actually comprised of leftover ships from, let's see here, uh, the crew quarters, transport room, and parts of engineering are from Star Trek Generations. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, going back a little bit, the ceiling of the transporter room in Next Generation is actually the floor from the original series. Neat little factoid. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and also on Voyager, the uh, warp core uh, are, is actually from the refitted Enterprise from the first three Star Trek movies. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you if you look at that, I mean, sure, it's been like redecorated a bit, but yeah, but like you spruced can, up, you can see it. Yeah, I just thought that was pretty interesting. Well, I knew they filmed it on the same stage where they had the the Enterprise D bridge. Yeah, and they had just you know turned it into the Voyager bridge. Mm -hmm. I was pretty sure that that none of those were leftover parts from Deep Space Nine. Well, I just said from multiple <laughs> ships. I know from Deep Space Nine, not the actual well, DS Nine. Also, most of the stuff in Deep Space Nine is not really Federation, which yeah makes less sense than if they reuse stuff from Next Gen. One of the one of the facts within that one that I, that I thought was interesting that I didn't include on that uh, when Voyager first starts out, they only have two runabouts, mm -hmm. but event <laughs> they somehow wind up going through seven. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> and they even well, and they even make the uh, the Delta flyer. Yeah. At one point. And then they destroy that a couple times mm -hmm. and just like, you know, remake it, I guess. Oh, here it is again. <laughs> it's like a Galileo situation all over again. Mm -hmm. What you got for me? Question eight. Okay. Is another Voyager? <laughs> Jennifer Lane. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. <laughs> you really don't know who that is it's, it sounds familiar <laughs> i'm assuming she's on voyager jennifer lean sure. only has 15 acting credits <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be so pissed off <laughs> real was that is that kess <laughs> yes okay all right yes it is kess okay but I'm going to go with real. <laughs> it's a fake. Ah, who cares? Uh, it's 13. <laughs> you? Oh, my God. This band and this podcast is done. God, you are such a jerk. Uh, was this was the did did any of those acting acting jobs come after the meth? God. No, no, they she, did not. She basically turned into Florida man. Yeah, I know. Well, that okay. So I looked her up <laughs> because I was quite I, the rabbit hole. I want yeah, I wanted to see if she did anything after Voyager, right? Which she did a couple things, but not much. Yeah, 
the only thing like really noteworthy is she was on the Men in Black TV series. How long was that on? I don't know how long it was on, but she was in like I can't remember now. It was like eleven episodes or something. Oh wow! I don't even remember that Men in Black had a TV series. Me either. <laughs> but it was in the late nineties, like after Voyager, after she was on Voyager, and uh, like that was the last thing that she did, I think. Yeah. And then nothing. Nothing after like 1998 yeah, or whatever. She she went off the deep end with addiction, and she's did she, did she die or is she just she in is she is still alive rough, rough shape and and well and I I think she kind of like a lot of a lot of addicts she kind of goes back and forth like she's cleaning up and mm-hmm. then you know falls down again yeah but I know as of a couple years ago she was cleaned up well enough that she actually went to a convention and joined the rest of the cast for a reunion. Okay. Right. That was, I th- I want to say like two or three years ago. Right. It, 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 hopefully she is still clean and everything. And hopefully she'll be in Vegas for the, for the 25th Voyager anniversary. Yeah. That would be great. That would be, that'd be huge. No more, no more Voyager questions. I think, I think we've squeezed enough Voyager out of you for tonight. Good lord, you've, my you've, brain hurts. You, you, you've, you've hung in there. It's hey, I'm one, one for two on Voyager questions. Did I get my point? You got your point. <laughs> A very reluctant point, with your one number off. Uh, as I started to say, like I, I originally went to look her up because I wanted to see if she did anything after Voyager because I right. was going to ask you. My question, I wanted it to be something like Jennifer Lean did not do any acting after she left Voyager. Okay. <laughs> and again, I would have gone, wait, who's Jennifer Lean? Again. <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> I eventually got who it was. I but hey, Without me telling you. Yeah. Yeah. No prompting. The, 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 but you also, I mean, you pretty much did it out of uh, process of elimination. I also kind of did it out of spite. Because <laughs> you know who the other three major female actors That's on the show true. are. That's true. D Space Nine question. All right. We always love those. Yeah. Uh, Alexander Siddig was originally cast as the captain on D Space Nine. Rick Berman did the casting. Rick Berman picked him to be the captain on Deep Space Nine. I feel like that's fake. It is real. That's uh, real. Real. Yeah, Rick Rick Berman originally had him play Cisco, um, but the higher ups did not like the idea because they didn't like a captain because Alexander Siddig was only like in his mid twenties uh-huh. at the time, right? And then and then Avery Brooks became available, and they were like, "Hmm, hey, we want this guy, but he's not allowed to shave his head and grow a goatee because <laughs> we don't want people thinking a hawk from Spencer for hire." <laughs> and then what happens? Halfway through season three, we get Hawk the captain. Yeah. Well, not captain. Not yet. Commander. Almost. Commander Hawk. <laughs> but yeah, apparently, uh, Alex they they wanted to fire Alexander Sidig because they didn't like him. Just uh, the higher ups didn't like him as an actor. And he and and and, and he and Cole Meany actually used to really, which is funny because they had such a bromance in the show. They used to butt heads all the time, arguing about England and Ireland. <laughs> And I guess they were just like at each other's throats about it. So they were like, they were like, well, here's here's another excuse to get to get rid of this guy. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I, I love Siddig and I love B- Bashir. First and, two seasons. But yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. First couple seasons, Whew. he is really hard to. He's punchable. To take. And imagining him being like the head of the, like the lead of the mm-hmm. show. I, I don't think that the show would have lasted. No. I no. don't think that it. Uh, I don't even. I mean, I just can't even picture that. No, not at all. Well, which is a, which is also nice because it wasn't just like another white guy in charge. Yeah. So we got Avery Brooks out of the deal. I mean, and then immediately followed by by Kate Mulgrew as the first female captain. Though, uh, I mean, uh, Alexander Siddig isn't actually a that's true. white guy. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, he looks enough like a white guy that, right. that one could argue that it's just another guy who looks like that. Which, what's his full name? Uh, it's Oh my God. It's, Hang on. It starts with an F, I think. Siddig. Okay, it's not as long as I thought it was. His his real name is Sidig El Fadil. Yeah, I knew there was an F. Well, I was, I was going to say he went by Sidig Fadil yeah. in the first oh. couple seasons. Yeah. Two more questions each. Yeah, how are those points looking? Uh, nine to seven. Ooh, man. Just said, watch, we're going to get to the end and it won't add up to 20. <laughs> like I'll have, last like, I'll, I'll, I'll have like missed one. <laughs> It's closer <clears throat> this time than last, though. Yeah. All right. Question nine. The character Rene Aubergenois. It's close. Good job. Close enough, right? The character Rene Aubergenois plays in Star Trek V is named Colonel West. Oof. Now I almost feel like it's a trick question. Like he wasn't in five, he was in six or something. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm going to go with fake. It's a fake. That's a good guess because he was in six and not Ah, not in five. (laughs) Yes. Oh, thank God. You, you got it, man. Uh, I I, I like that. I saw those gears turning and you uh even even said it out loud. I was trying so hard not to react. I was, I was working my way (laughs) through that one. I was like, wait, I I don't think he was in five. I thought I could throw you off by, by just kind of speeding over the five part. To be fair, I haven't watched the movies as many times as I have the different series. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that one kind of stood stood out to me because once I really, really got into Deep Space Nine, I was like, I was like, oh, they were this different thing in this different version of Star Trek, and I'd go back and kind of, or go forward, I guess, mm-hmm. whichever, and uh, just kind of look and see, you know, like, oh, there they are acting without the prosthetics, or you know, oh, they're such a such a different character from the one that they're most known for. So glad I I didn't buy into your BS with that one. I knew if I tried to throw you off by saying like search for Spock or something like that, like right. a lot farther from six. I knew if I said one, like the one next something to it, a little more maybe around you the wouldn't era, think yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to, nope. and, and, and I, I, I thought, you know, I'd get you to focus on the name. Like, Oh, was that his name? Cause he was also <laughs> in an episode of enterprise, right? Uh, he, yes, he was in an episode of enterprise. They were all like, they, wasn't he a hologram? <clears throat> he was also in an episode of Voyager. He was, he was a hologram in enterprise, wasn't he? Uh, in enterprise. Yes, because it was like that weird, like underground cave thing where that ship had crashed, and like the hollow emitters had basically made this girl's like entire family and the rest of the crew to kind of like keep mm-hmm. her company yep. so she would survive. And yeah, not go crazy. I believe that's the episode. Yeah. yeah, can't remember the name of it. Wish we had Jim Morehouse here to rattle yeah. it off. You know, I invited him to to be on this tonight. Did you? Yeah, when when we were still talking about doing arena. One of the one of the later episodes of Real or Fake, we'll have to get him on here because I would love to hear him. 
yeah rattle off some weirdness we could we could do uh like uh mike and fark versus morehouse and davidson Ooh, yeah or or we could get uh adam drosen in on yeah. this wait my turn now it is your turn for All question right. nine speaking of uh it is currently nine to eight advantage rittenhouse the acclaimed writer george rr R. martin Interviewed for a writing position on The Next Generation. Mm, I think that's fake. It is real! Real? Oh, it's so real, sir. <laughs> uh, and an, on, during an interview, it, was, uh, it came out from George R.R. R. Martin himself that uh, he actually did interview to become a writer on Next Generation, but uh, he said an unnamed producer, he didn't name names, told him that Star Trek is more of a people show than it is a sci-fi show. And so George R.R. R. Martin, who had already written Game of Thrones, mm -hmm. and he was well-known, not as well-known as he is now. Right. But yeah, they turned him down because they didn't want it to be too much of a sci-fi fantasy show <laughs> and more of a people-driven show. So yeah. Hmm. George R. R. Martin, what could have been? We could have had we could have had like a red wedding of Star Trek episodes, which I kind of feel like in Discovery we've kind of already had that though. Yeah. Because there's been some major bloodshed. Oh, guess what? We're tied. I know. Oh. And there, there's only one more question each. Yeah. So we could tie. I I I get to keep the imaginary belt if I can beat you. Yeah. If if we tie, what what do we do? Uh, we we did we don't have like a bonus question. No, we sh we should have each come uh, up with eleven just in case. Yeah, or just one of us had one more as yeah. a tiebreaker. Yeah, maybe if we tie, we'll have to one of us will just have to come up with one to see if the other one can can get it. Or we can f phone a friend and make make them make Ooh. up one. Now I kind of hope we tie. <laughs> <laughs> question ten. Final question from Rittenhouse. Do do your dirtiest. Brent Spiner. Mm-hmm. Is that's, the that's, wait, that's that's uh, uh Riker, right? Mm, sure. <laughs> Data. That's that's the right show. And B4 and lore. And and sing. Nope. Wait, well <laughs> what's what's the doctor's name that built Data and you, Lore? You're close. Oh my gosh. Dr. Noonien Sung. Sung! Dang it. Yeah, it's it's very similar to Khan, Khan Noonien Singh, Singh. Yeah. But it's Noonien Soong. That's right. That's where I was my confusion was coming from. But I was messing around. I know who Brent Spiner is, damn it. Brent Spiner is the only TNG regular to share scenes with all three TOS actors who guest starred in TNG. Three. It's James Tuhan, DeForest Kelly. I know he was with DeForest Kelly. Can't remember. Interact with Duham. Trying to think of a third. Okay. Real. It is real. That is real. Yes. Who's the third actor, Andy? Nimoy. Okay. Yeah. You didn't say it. You're like. Well, no, because that was the, that was the last one that I thought of, so I didn't have to like really think it through. And I was like, all right, I know those three were all in TNG, but I couldn't remember if Data was part of their scenes or not okay but yeah all right yeah good deal <laughs> very good <clears throat> all right yeah. let's see if we tie give me your last question all right earth and vulcan the planets 
mm-hmm. are 17 light years away from each other. Yeah, <laughs> suck it with the numbers. 17. 17 light, light years. years. All right, let's see. Are you doing the math? Yeah. It if, took, well, so they if, said it took this many hours. If, if to Voyager fly there. was 70,000 light years from Earth and they said it would take 70 years, mm-hmm. that means that a thousand light years is a year. Okay. You said that they were 17 light years? 17 light years. So if a thousand light years is a year, that means. What's this math you're doing? <laughs> it's the episode question all over again. <laughs> that means that it's <laughs> it's approximately three light years per day. Wow. Which means Oh wow, you're going back to like an Enterprise episode, aren't you? Which means that if it takes a couple of weeks to get to Vulcan, that's like forty some days. Or light years, I mean, but that's Enterprise time, and their mm-hmm. their warp speed was only five. Yeah, I'm gonna say this: that, that's real. It's a fake. Ah, uh, you want to know how many light years <laughs> Earth and Vulcan are from each other, Mike? How many? Sixteen. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> did, did, did you did you change that? No. No. <laughs> Earth and Vulcan are 17 light years away from each other. <laughs> Fake. Answer, 16LY. LY stands for light years. <laughs> I had to get you with one of those jerk-ass math questions. Oh, man. That's just, like, ever so slightly off. And this time, just to be an even bigger jerk, I only did it by one. I know. But yeah, you over there doing the math, and you said like, so it'd be I, like forty three <laughs> light years. I'm like, yes, he's gonna, he's gonna miss it. <laughs> hey, where's where's my invisible belt? Oh yeah, here's your virtual belt. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> I'm gonna wear this and on my invisible pants now. <laughs> Show it off to all the invisible ladies. Look, I'm the invisible champion of a Star Trek <laughs> stupid trivia game on on a. Star Trek Bands podcast, which of which I am a member and a host. <laughs> you impressed yet? <laughs> <clears throat> I'm a little disappointed that we didn't tie so that we we weren't able to call up somebody and have them give us a no, tiebreaker. No, we could still we could still call somebody up and be like, hey, do you got a quick uh, real or fake thing you can do for us? Uh, it's not that exciting now. Yeah. It's not a not a tiebreaker. It's not even fun anymore. Yeah. Now that you lost. That's <laughs> okay. I mastered this game in the first episode, so. That's true. You you kicked my butt last time. Yeah. I wasn't really trying this time. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. No, I was just, I just got better. I'm, I'm a little more on to you now. But I, I think that you tend to watch more Star Trek than me. <laughs> As of late, that has not been true. I mean, outside of. Picard and Discovery. Yeah. But, I, and I do occasionally go back because the, my kids have been a little more curious about going back and watching TOS because they really want to be on an episode of this podcast. <laughs> They're stoked. And my daughter even told me that one of her classmates, uh, her dad, listens to this podcast. Really? No, I want to be like 
find out who your classmate's dad is, because that's weird. <laughs> we're, we're doing pretty good listenership for the first uh, 11 episodes here. Yeah. And uh, while you're at it, why don't you go uh, follow us on Spotify? We got a feed over there. Uh, Trek Geeks now has a master feed. So you will get alerted on iTunes whenever a new episode of anything that is on the Trek Geeks Network drops. That's, That's including handy. Trek Geeks, Discovering Trek, which is also hosted by Bill and Dan, mm-hmm. uh, Politrex, Rewind, mm-hmm. Rewind. <laughs> Have you listened to an episode of Rewind yet? Oh my God. Those are two of the most potty mouthed Canadian <laughs> ladies I've ever heard in my life. Yep. Uh, what uh, Picard Live just recently started every mm-hmm. Sunday night. It goes live on YouTube and then it will hit the feeds, uh, I believe, on Mondays, same day as ours, I think. Oh, Who is Trek will be premiering very, very soon. Um, it's a lot of shows, man. Yeah. I mean, that's why uh, Bill had to bring on another moderator for Camp Kittimer for all your news. Uh, if you want to get early downloads, uh, you can Go to the Facebook group, Camp Kittimer, and that is where Trek Geeks will be posting a lot. There's all kinds of fun conversations going on in there about Star Trek. No gatekeeping allowed, no bashing. Andy, we're not supposed to direct people there. They're supposed to discover it on their own. No, I'm not trying to help those guys out. I'm trying to I'm trying to throw Bill and Dan a bone here. Camp Kittimer is supposed to be like a special secret. Well, and now you're just telling everybody. <sighs> Well, I mean, where are the people that are wounded and drifting in space supposed to start drifting towards in the Battle of Wolf 359, if not towards Camp Kittimer? I mean, this isn't going out into, like, Klingon space or anything, so we're good. They're not going to be able to, like, follow it. I think my brain has reached Star Trek capacity tonight. Yeah, so (laughs) we will, uh, we are actually heading to, uh, Concave in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Yep. Uh, February 20th through the 23rd, Bowling Green, Kentucky, the Clarion Inn and Suites. Go to concaveky.org. Uh, it is $45, I believe, for the entire weekend. Uh, you've got to find your own lodging. They actually have uh, con discounts at the hotel, mm-hmm. uh, but you actually have and to... And there, there are still rooms currently there available, are still I believe. There few, very few rooms available right now at con rates, so you'll get a discount. But we play Saturday night, February 22nd. This coming weekend. This coming weekend. Of when this podcast will be released. With that $45 membership, you get an open bar the entire weekend. Or as Noah would say, open open bar. You also get three (laughs) meals a day, all the snacks. Uh, There's live podcasting going on. We're talking about getting a live podcast together. Um, There's room parties all weekend. Uh, We will be playing... A very elongated set. It's always fun. It's always weird. It's always hilarious. And you get to hang out with us in a weird hotel in Kentucky. Indoor swimming pool and hot tub. (laughs) And there's a couple robots every now and then, too. That's a lot of fun. Anyone who can make it should make it. Yeah, and we will be podcasting from Concave. We are definitely definitely doing some podcasting. So that might be your opportunity to guest star on this podcast. That's right. Head on down there. So until next time, we don't know yet. So stay tuned for the next episode. (laughs) We will see you guys next episode. That was the smoothest ending I could possibly do.
Fansets.com. You know Fansets.com, Mike, right? Sure. Sure? You don't, you don't sound too sure about that. I know of it. You know of it? Have you ever been to the Fansets website? Sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mike, they're our show sponsor every single week, along with every single program on the Trek Geeks network of podcasts. You should know this by now. You should be spending your money on our sponsors. Your jacket has enough money on it from our sponsors. <sighs> I know. For I've, our entire band. I've dropped way too much money. And actually, what's funny is that the last time I ordered something, I used our own discount code, <laughs> which made me feel good that I was putting money kind of back in my own pocket. Yeah. Like, basically, I was paying for our podcast to be produced by patronizing fansets.com but what is that discount code andy <laughs> if you go to fansets.com right now you could fill up your cart with all kinds of goodies from alien big bang theory dc comics firefly harry potter Irwin allen star trek of course they also have some exclusives in there from uh, the new picard series they're on pre-order right now the visitor badge that he puts on and uh, mm -hmm. yeah and now i do see the fansets ads or like you know when they're when they're posted on, on like facebook on, and yeah on facebook and stuff like, you know I've, I've seen that you know yeah so i saw i saw the visitor badge yeah and i think i've actually given you a few of my extras in the past which you've done nothing with so i just need to get those back from you whenever you can i sold them son of a bitch so if you head over to fansets.com right now fill up your cart you can get 15 percent off by using the discount code Five year mission, all caps, no spaces. Make sure to use the number five at the beginning. Five year mission, 15% off. Save some money by listening to your favorite podcast of your favorite Star Trek band. It's very niche, but we still get you 15% off of your entire order at fansets.com. Fansets, our pins have character. And we thank Fansets for sponsoring this weird podcast every single week along with every single episode of every single podcast on the trek geeks network shouldn't that be every other week for us it's every other week yeah so what you should say is we we want to thank fan sets for sponsoring this podcast every, every other week, week and sponsoring all of the trek geeks network podcasts every single week works for me get it right you want to do this ad read I could. You basically just did. Yeah. Except I know more about the product because I do work. But I'm good at faking stuff. That's true. You are pretty good at faking stuff. Yeah. I've seen you pull off some you, guitar solos on stage. But <laughs> you have no clue what you're doing. I, I was about to say, you've seen me sing. Yes. And I put that in air quotes. I've seen you <laughs> play drums <laughs> twice and messed it up. Both times. <laughs> yeah, but you put the messed up in quotes, too, so that means that I didn't really mess up. No, you really messed up. Nah, it's fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> wow. What were we talking about? <laughs> Fan sets! We are... No, they oh. changed the tagline. Oh. Our pins have... Star Trek! No! <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you for listening to this episode of Five Your Mission, the podcast. If any of you are interested in listening to more of our music, you can check us out on YouTube or Spotify or iTunes or pretty much anywhere that you can listen to music. Just search for Five Year Mission and we should be the first thing that comes up. If you would like to contact us in regards to the podcast or anything else that you want to talk to us about, you can email us at fiveyearmissionband at gmail.com. And for more information about the band, you can go to fiveyearmission.net. And also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.